welcome to At the Forefront FinTech Conversations. I'm Michael Kingsley, a Senior Vice President at Forefront Communications. Today, I'm speaking with Tony Petrilli, who is the CEO of ViewTrade. ViewTrade is a leading provider of fintech and cross-border investing technology support and brokerage services for financial services companies around the world. Hi, Tony. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, Michael. Happy to be here. So now you guys, ViewTrade has actually been around for more than 20 years. Uh, can you tell us what you've been doing in that time, what you guys do, and, and the kind of products and services you provide? Sure. Uh, I mean, uh, we've been servicing uh, the needs of uh, broker dealers, advisors, fintechs around the world for those 20 years, providing the backbone technology solutions that they need, access to U.S. markets as well as foreign markets that they require. Uh, and we do that through both our technology company that, uh, that focuses on the technology aspects of this, as well as our broker dealer that obviously is a license on our technology and allows us to provide the turnkey brokerage solutions that the customers are also looking for. So who are your clients and, and how do they use ViewTrade? Our clients are predominantly non-U.S. based uh, financial service firms that um, are looking to uh, access the U.S. market. Many of them are public companies in their respective markets. They're the leaders in, in their markets around the world. Uh, our clients are in Asia, they're in Europe, they're in the uh, Middle East, uh, Latin America, uh, and as well, quite frankly, in the U.S. as well. Uh, and um, they are leading firms, traditional brokerage firms, full service brokerage firms, fintech firms, as well as a lot of startups in the, in the financial service space and embedded finance. What's, what's the breakdown between uh, domestic and international and, and which came first? Uh, international was always first. That's our pedigree. We've been doing cross-border business since inception for 20 years plus now. Uh, really specializing in that cross-border investing process, uh, which is a specialty in and of itself. I mean, it's uh, there's some very unique challenges. You need to understand not only the U.S. rules and regulations, but the regulations of where your clients operate from. You need to understand the banking aspects of how money moves cross-border in order to fund these investment accounts. Uh, there's just a lot to it, much more, quite frankly, uh, sophisticated, complicated than just doing business in one country. Um, and I've been doing this for 40 years. I, I began doing international business when I was at Morgan Stanley and I've been doing cross-border business literally my entire 40-year career. Uh, and so I think um, in many ways we are uh, a, um, a specialist in this cross-border activity. But the breakdown to answer your question specifically, I would say it's probably 70% across border business with uh, non-US based firms and 30% with the US based firms. And which, and which would you say is the fastest growing? Is there a particular region that uh, you're focused on at the moment of any of the ones you mentioned? They're both growing quite rapidly, both on the U.S. side and, uh, and the cross-border side. Uh, but, you know, obviously there's many more countries you know, than just the U.S. You know, so if you want to look at it geographically, we operate today with clients in 26 different countries. Wow. And we continue to add to that. So, um, you know, you can say the, the whole world is really growing, uh, at least with us, uh, with respect to the businesses and, and the companies we service. Um, so, it, you know, it continues, it continues. So we've just entered some business and uh, begun doing some business and, you know, I'll give you just a range, you know, for instance, we're doing, we have clients in Australia, clients in Peru, clients in Colombia, clients in Israel, clients in Hong Kong. I mean, we're, we're literally everywhere in terms of working with uh, financial service firms um, it's, it's been quite exciting and quite yeah, challenging. It's, 
Yeah, it's great. It's a, a spread across the world. And you listed a whole a whole bunch of different types of client uh, profiles, user types, and so on. Can you dig in a little bit more and tell us exactly how those different profiles, how they're using what you do? How do they interact with ViewTrade and, and the technology you provide? Yeah, it depends on the nature of the firm, the client, our client. Again, we're always B2B. So you know, we always do B2B to C, meaning our client is always the entity that's interfacing with the end customers. Our job is to serve as them as a broker dealer or them as a fintech or them as an embedded finance solution. That's what we do. Uh, but um, they, it depends on who they are, how sophisticated they are, how much resources they have themselves. Uh, so in some cases, it could be as simple as us providing a fixed connection, uh, allowing them to access the U.S. market, going through our technology, and we handle the outsourced operation for them in the U.S. market, as an example, all the way to the full tech stack, a white-labeled front-end solution, which we provide, a risk management engine, an OMS, an onboarding system, mm -hmm. uh, content, market data. I mean, these are all the things that clients can get from us, uh, either as a full turnkey package or they pick the part that they need and, and we'll deliver just that part to them. So, so I imagine the, the buy versus build dilemma is very top of mind for the people you're interacting with uh, as prospects and clients. Can you, can you talk to us about how they kind of square that circle of buy versus build? Yeah, I mean, look, our, our whole business model is built around basically one concept, improving client revenues, reducing their, their costs and improving their margins. Okay, that's, that's, that's our mission. And so clients look at us exactly along those lines. When they look at us, they realize that there's a lot of resources that typically have to be spent on the back end, the backbone piece, which doesn't necessarily provide them a competitive advantage for them to build themselves. Uh, I'll give you a classic example. If you look at any full service brokerage firm, what you'll typically find is you know, 70% of their, their team, their staff, their resources are back end, middle and back office functions, 30% focused on the front end, client facing side of things, right? So they, when they're looking at the build by decision, they're, they're realizing that they're spending a lot of money that 70% on that back end middle office component. And, and that could be better if they were able to free those resources up mm -hmm. and put them into the front end, that's where they create, they create their own competitive advantages in the market, right? That's where they're interfacing. That's where they're touching the customer, their customer. That's where they're establishing their brand. And so clients very often, when they come to us, you know, they, they make that build by decision uh, by realizing that if they buy the middle and the back from us, they have more resources and to focus on the front, which is exactly mm -hmm. where they want to be spending their money. Uh, that's what really creates their value proposition to their customer. And, and so very often we'll win the middle and back um, and process from, for them. I, I wonder how much of this is just the, the classic dilemma of buy versus build or whether there's market pressures and that this has sort of come to the fore more than in recent years and, you know, that there's cost pressures and that, and that sort of thing that are, yeah, are really mean, driving them. Yeah, cost pressures continue to mount, uh, you know, revenue opportunities have to become more diversified, you know, fees are going down, costs are going up, so it becomes more and more of a, a challenge. Uh, to have a build a full build solution in house when you can outsource the most expensive part, which is the middle of the back. Now, what I'm describing to you is a fintech is an example that needs to build all this. If they're already an established broker dealer, meaning you know they they're a full service broker dealer, they may not need they may need an overlay on top of what they're able to do today in their in, in their current uh, tech stack 
as opposed to modifying it. Okay, so, so what happens is there's a lot of legacy systems out there that yeah. are designed to do a certain thing. Well, innovation in financial services happens so rapidly that very often those legacy systems can't keep up. They don't have the ability mm -hmm. built within them to keep up with the innovation. That's where we can help because we can bring in, overlay our technology on top of their legacy systems. They don't have to change their legacy systems. They overlay our technology above it. And now they can begin doing uh, some of the more innovative things that, that they were never designed to do. And that's a huge cost savings, yeah. huge for them. It's also reduces their risk dramatically because they don't have to build, they don't have to change what they already are yeah. already working. So it's a big advantage for customers to work with us in that way. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. And it, it definitely sounds like the marketplace is at an inflection point right now. And, and I know you guys had a great year in 2022, uh, culminating at the end of the year with the addition of carrying broker services. So I wonder if you could talk for a minute just about what those carrying broker services mean to, to view trade specifically and what it means to the to the larger industry. Yeah, so historically on the broker-dealer side of our business, um, we've uh, been an introducing broker, meaning clients would use our technology uh, to access the markets through us. We'd be the executing broker for them, but their accounts, their custody accounts, their, their customer brokerage accounts, we, we would open up with a different firm, like a clearing firm or a bank custodian. Uh, using our technology and they would access and that worked perfectly well but as again this notion that I brought up before the innovation the speed of innovation that's happening in, in the marketplace clients are finding that if they need to have a single provider more and more and the more people they bring into this they're trying to be their solution set the more difficult it is the least flexible it becomes because you've got to convince more parties to participate in that process so clients have been asking us for years, can you also carry our customer accounts so that we can just work with you and your technology to, to create these solution sets that our customers are looking for? So yes, in 2022, towards the end of 2022, we got our license from FINRA where our broker dealer mm -hmm. now can add that license on top of our technology and, and provide the custody solutions that their, our customers are looking for. Uh, it doesn't change the fact that we still work with they're part, you know, with custodian, bank custodians, broker custodians, but we do so as view trade as opposed to our customer having to deal with them directly. That's great. That's exciting. And, uh, and, and I like how you sort of put it in the context of the marketplace overall that people are trying to streamline, look for efficiencies and, and, and kind exactly. of, kind of and, work together. And, and speed, speed to market, innovation. That's, that's really the biggest driver. It's not just cost. It's how yeah. fast they have to innovate in order to keep up with the demands of huh. uh, the retail customers. And what, what kind of feedback are, are you getting as, as, as you put the message out there that you're offering this? Very, they've been asking for it. I mean, they, <laughs> they, they, uh, they, uh, they are very, very positive feedback. Yeah. They see us as a partner in their innovation. That's a really, you know, a wonderful place to be. I mean, for clients to look at us as a partner in their innovation, not as a vendor, not as someone they yeah. have to work with, but as a partner in their innovation, uh, you couldn't be prouder of being in that position. And you know, it, it, you know, a lot of people use the word partnership, but with us, it really is. We, you know, we are part of their enterprise solution set, and that is yeah, that's a very wonderful place to be. It's good to have it's good to have friends who are your clients. And clients yeah. who are your friends. That's really great, and, and it sort of plays into my next question, which is the longevity of View Trade. Right at the at the top, we said. That you've been around for for more than twenty years, and a, a lot of the competition has has come and gone over that time. 
Um, wondering if you could, you know, build on what you just talked about there, the partnerships, and and tell us what else that you you think you guys do differently from the competition that's helped you stay on the scene for so long. Uh, we really understand this business intimately. I mean, as I, as I mentioned, myself and others at our firm have been doing this for many, many years in many different firms, the top, you know, world-class firms, you know, and uh, our pedigree, right? We've always been focused on how do we help our clients who are financial service firms from day one, B2B, you know, how do we help them service the, the needs of their customers? Um, you know, some of our competitors started from different, pedigree many of them have you know they start off perhaps as a b2c firm themselves and, and found that that didn't work very well for them and then said okay how am i going to use this let me try to get into the b2b space but they none of them really understand this business the way we understand it none of them have been with as i said world-class companies around the world um, uh, for as long as we have 20 plus years doing b2b service and really exclusively b2b services uh, from day one and uh, so we really understand them as a client. We understand their business intimately, our client's business intimately. And uh, we've been an innovator with them from the beginning. Many of them began accessing or providing access to markets outside of their own market for the very first time with us. And mm -hmm. they've been with us from, from the beginning. I mean, many of the clients we had 20 years ago are still with us, in fact, all of them. And mm -hmm. we, tend to, we tend to have very long-term relationships with our clients because of just the way we operate we're not here to raise capital for right. ourselves we're not we're not looking to open as many accounts as we can because we want to you know we need to raise capital or we need to, to brag about something we focus on our clients and what do they need and that's what we do and that's what we've been doing behind the scenes for, for a long time that's really that's really great and 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 to wrap up i want to take what you're saying there and ask you, what is it that the clients and you are most focused on for 2023 as we move into the year? Yeah, 2023 is uh, going to be a year where uh, we're going to be helping our clients not just continue to obviously service the needs of their, their self-directed uh, client base uh, or transactional-based client base, but we're also going to be looking to see how we can help them target the long-term investor and their high net worth clients with, with a broader set of investment products long-term designed around long-term investing. Uh, we are going to be setting up an operation over in India that will be uh, focused on cross-border business using uh, through India, not just servicing the Indian marketplace, but that whole region, if not perhaps the world from that location. Um, I mean, there's a there's a there's a lot of innovation that that's coming now that we've been working on uh, for the last uh, two years. And one of the things I should mention is we always work on a two to three year forward cycle. In other words, we meet with our clients, the CEOs. We talk about what it is that they're looking to try to accomplish, where they think the market's going to go, where do they think they need to be. And it's the old saying, you know, you want to skate to where the puck is going. Well, mm -hmm. In this world, because of the level of complexity from a technology and regulatory perspective, you really got to be doing that two to three years ahead and work towards that. So a lot of the things that we've uh, set up with our clients uh, back in 2020 are now coming to market. Uh, we're we're going to be bringing them to market and and, uh, and and offer them to our clients so that they can they can build on them and within their own business models in 2023. Uh, we're doing that at the same time we're planning for 25 and 26, you know, where the market's going there. So yeah. clients really appreciate that we make that investment in our technology for their benefit. We hire people thinking about the future for their benefit. And we're really here for their benefit. I mean, 
we're really, we're really, they do see us as an extension of their enterprise and their operation. And again, we're very proud of that and something we, we cherish quite a bit. It's really great. And it's an exciting history and uh, even more exciting days ahead, it sounds like. So thank you very much, Tony, for your time today. We really appreciate it. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about ViewTrade, you can visit their website at viewtrade.com. If you'd like to learn more about Forefront, you can visit us at forefrontcoms, that's C-O-M-M-S.com. Uh, thanks again to Tony, and thanks very much to all of you for watching and listening.